Hello, and welcome to the Television Spotlight on the Comic Book Page podcast. My name is John Mayer. In this episode, we'll be having a spoiler-filled discussion about a television show that we think you'll enjoy. In this episode, I'm joined by my sister, and we're going to have a spoiler-filled discussion on the first half of the first season of the new Quantum Leap show that started in 2022, and it's really more like the first two-fifths of the season, I guess. First eight episodes, we just watched it. It's going to go on hiatus you know, for the holidays and come back in about two months, so we figured now would be a good chance to kind of give some initial thoughts. And it's also kind of interesting because... The first season of the original Quantum Leap lasted, I think, nine episodes. Mm -hmm. And because it had one more episode and they were longer episodes back, what, geez, 30 years ago now, thereabouts, it actually had about an hour and a half more time to work with thereabouts than they've had for these eight episodes. And it really, it's almost the difference of the pilot episode, which was an extended two-parter in the original show. Here, not so much. It was just a regular 42-ish minute episode once you take out commercials and such. And even more ironic, the the pilot episode was the sixth out of these eight for what they filmed originally, mm-hmm. and they reworked it into. So they, they had one game plan and one leap for what was going to be the pilot. That's what got the show made. And then they realized, uh, we're going to change a few things up, salvage the, the leap part of that episode, put in five episodes before it and then sequenced it, and then two after it and such. And I like the show. I loved the original show. Yeah. And there's so many key differences between the two that the Quantum Leap Accelerator, somebody leaping to put right what once went wrong. Well, at, we at a high you... level, they, 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 they got the concept. But at the detail level, they missed it. They got the concept, but they don't even use the phrase, put right what once went wrong. Well, okay. Mistake number one from my mind, as you're watching the episodes, the opening. Mm. Now, the original Quantum Leap show ran for five seasons. The first was a short season and then the others longer, but it was always bounced between time slots, much like Sam was bouncing through time. Mm. But I think it was Brandon Tartikoff, head of uh, NBC, was a champion of the show and that's what kept it around. But like a lot of sci-fi shows, particularly at the time, you wound up with an opening narration in the, the opening sequence to kind of set the scene. Yeah. Because if you think about it, if you just tuned in to NBC at that point on that whatever night and time it was airing that week, and you're watching this, and you're thinking it's going to be a basic procedural show or something like that, you'd be totally confused. But you get this opening narration in the original that's tight, well-written, very well done by, I guess it was Deborah Pratt, mm-hmm. Belisario's wife at the time. That had some some good emotion to it. It was succinct, and it's boom. Here's the concept. And allowed each episode to be highly episodic. Yes. Here, it's got an opening narration. I think Deborah Pratt did it as well. Did she or did Addison? You know, I'd have to re-listen to it to to know. Either way, it's the 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 pacing of where it is in the opening is a little abrupt, almost staccato or whatever. With with odd pauses. I was going to say, there's a Shatner-esque aspect. Yeah, Shatner-esque the is the way to, to put it. 
it, it doesn't have quite the punch the original does. It doesn't have. First off, I don't think it's as well written as the original opening was. Well, it's for me, it's not because the original one was really focused on the mission, why he's leaping, and kind of what made everything about Sam and why he's doing great. Well, it was written from almost Sam's perspective, even though it was not him doing the voiceover, it was about him. But, you know, hoping the next leap would be the leap home, and it had the emotion to it that you could feel for Sam. Right. But it it was very much a, you know, Sam is putting right what once went wrong with hopes if he if he does enough of this good work, he's going to yeah. get home. Whereas the newer opening is so focused on coming home, it misses the... And, well, the show doesn't well, know like, why he's leaping. It's like with the new opening narration, though. He wants to get back to the place that is home. Yes. Not home where the heart is kind of a deal. Well, there's that, but there's also because this character, Ben, they don't know why he's leaping. They think he doesn't know why he's leaping. Well, but that's the thing is they don't know why he's leaping, but there was a reason he's leaping. Yes. Whereas Sam was just trying to prove the the, the project would work so they'd get more funding. Ben snuck around behind the rest of the team, leapt prematurely, had a game plan, somebody else is involved in it. So there's this overarching mystery. Yes. That now that we're at the, the, the mid-season, I can't say finale, but you know what I mean. Yeah. They, they've kind of hinted at what it was, they flat out said it, even vague terms. But the original show, while this has the same somebody leaping through time, you've got a hologram who's the observer who can help and coach but not physically do anything but provide information and such. In the original show, uh, Scott Bakulis is Sam Beckett, Dean Stockwell is, is Admiral Al Calavici. They were the regular cast. Yes. They were the only regular cast. If you go to IMDb, like the next person with the most credits in the show has maybe six. I believe it. Yeah. And that would have been, man, I want to say it was Dennis Wolfsburg or whatever who played Gushi or one of the two or three other people. The, 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 the rest of the Quantum Leap crew in the future, we see ever so briefly. I mean, we spent more time in the future, I think, in the pilot of the new show than we did probably in the the, the original show to, entirely. Maybe not, because there were one or two where we actually see the present day stuff, either Al testifying to get more funding or when a, a, a leapy escapes or whatever, and mm-hmm. we'll get to that concept in a minute. But it was it was very much a nomadic show where the 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 present day concept of the Quantum Leap headquarters and project and stuff was talked about a lot but rarely seen well the present here we see it all the time the present day was future al's present day was future yes it was said about five years in the future of when the show aired at least Mm -hmm. whereas now it's a contemporary show we've got addison the the observer who was supposed to be the leaper we've got ian the security chief or the the, uh the tech lead Mm -hmm. we've got security chief whose name i jen Jen. And then we've got Magic, who's in charge of the, the project, being Ernie Hudson's playing that role. And it's funny, I saw an article, it's like, he's reprising his role. No, he never played it originally. Mm-hmm. The character of Magic showed up from a leap in the original show when Sam was trying to save his brother's life. Yeah. And we've got a lot of subplots and stuff going on in the present day, whereas, I mean, you could almost do an episode where we never see Ben at all. 
and it's all around what's going on in the project. Can they not find him this yet or, or all these things? Yeah. Things that we've, we hear about Al going through in the rest, but only when Al's in the past as a hologram. Yeah. So that aspect of having this this underlying mystery of why did Ben do what he did? Can we trust him? Can we not? That's going through the first half of this this season so far. And all of these things going on in the, the present day aspect of the project are an alien concept to the original. Well, and then Ben doesn't know what triggers the leap. I'm not convinced I know what triggers the leap, having watched this many episodes. We never knew in the original one, and there was the underlying assumption that a higher power, be it God or whatever, was was leveraging Sam's experiment and project to put him where he needed to be to make things better. But that argument holds less water in the new show because there's the, the, I don't say conspiracy theory, but there's the the plan behind the plan, if you will. but in the original show, there was also a consistency to when he left. There was yes. this feeling of the moment things were put right, he well, left. When things were on the track they were, quote unquote, meant to be on versus where they were going. The, the kiss happens, mm-hmm. the person gets acknowledged, or the letter gets delivered, or whatever it was. As that moment happens, way to beat, he leaps. Yeah. You know, almost every time. And there are one or two exceptions where it gets a little bit longer to, to savor the moment or whatever. But it's, it, if he was ever, if Sam was ever wandering around thinking, why haven't I left? It, there's something he had to do. Yes. And with Ben, it seems a little random. It's like, okay, you solved the thing and now you're hanging around for a little bit and then you're leaping. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, the higher power is not on the ball as much, but it's also the leaps have been, they, they claim pre-calculated. So yeah. they're not random. There is a plan, and it seems to be Ben's plan. And well, I guess my question on the precalculation is how precalculated? How well, they had that that diagram well, of a spiral. I understand that, but how detailed is it? He had to go to this year. Is it he had to go to this year, this place? Is it he had to go to this year? This place, this person. I, I don't think the writing room had thought it through enough to, to even give us any clue to guess at that level. But it definitely seemed that there was a plan and progression of, of leaps to be had that when it was diagrammed out a particular way, it was spiraling and it was seeming like it was going to at one point leap him into the far past. Another point, maybe it's into the future. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where whenever a writing room says the character has a plan, I expect somebody in the writing room to have an inkling what the plan is. I'm not yeah. saying it's got to have every nuts and bolts uh, itemized steps, but more than a notion. Yeah. And I don't even know that they have a notion. Well, I, I, feel... I take it back. They they revealed at the end of this last thing we watched what the goal was that Ben is set out to do. Yes. Now, how he's going about doing it, we've got no clue. And it does seem to be future related. Yes. Which is odd to me. Well, if you... If you factor in the original series ended with Sam leaping into the future. At some point, we're going to have to go back through the original yeah. show because it's it's so much better than this. Yeah. This, it seems like people watched the show but didn't really understand it. This new show doesn't get me, well, let me backtrack on that statement. In the early episodes, the show was not doing as good job of getting me engrossed in the lives of the characters around the leap and that we leaped into. 
Well, they're using those as I'm not even sure what the right term is. I almost want to use MacGuffins, but that's not it. It's a vehicle to be telling the overarching story. Whereas in the original show, the stories were all about the leaps, the characters, and characters, not just in terms of people in the story, but they were lively characters. They were yes. uh, nuanced characters. They were memorable characters. And part of it is Sam, the character, is a better actor than Ben, the character. Yes. Which has nothing to do with the respective actors behind Ben and Sam, although I think uh, Scott Bakula did a terrific job with everything he was handed. The Ben character always seems to be the same guy, never acting differently, whereas Sam was acting as the elderly man who was the driver in the Driving Miss Daisy episode. Sam was trying to understand the person he leapt into. Well, he was trying to be seen as the person he leapt into, so he was trying to act like that person. Yeah. And a lot of episodes in the original show were riffs on movies, themes, concepts, genres. Which actually helps the audience get into it faster. Oh, yeah. It's it, a shortcut. It's a shortcut. It's a, a, a writing tool, technique, or whatever. To It's like, ah, this is the 60s Greece kind of setting yeah. or whatever. Your or, brain fills in a lot of stuff they didn't give you. Yeah. That's what yeah. I mean by shortcut. Yeah. Well, it's it's a 70s uh, roller derby thing. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. I got the high points. I... I get the the concept. This is a, a an eighties band a la Kiss. Yeah, you know, okay, a little different, but I get the concept. When, Whereas here, I don't know that these leaps have really had concepts. The last one was kind of a ripped from the headlines from decades ago, so it brought with it the the knowledge and baggage, if you will. Yeah, but the title "Stand by Ben." Yeah is like Stand By Me, which I haven't seen, but I don't know that this really was evocative of it. In some ways, it actually was. Okay, okay. Um, four kids out walking on a journey. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of some of the high points I remember. Yeah, but you look at the original series, and there are some of them where it's not like it's beat for beat that story, but it's got so much the window dressing, the characterizations, the style of a particular movie, TV show, or genre, yeah. or whatever. It's something that in the original show, within, it felt like 30 seconds to a minute of getting into the leap, you understood narratively yeah. what genre and space we were in. Whereas here, like when they did the uh, earthquake one, yep, there's an earthquake coming, Ben just knows that, but it didn't feel like we were in an earthquake movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, and in those earlier episodes, it felt like Ben leapt into the friend of the people being affected, helped. Well, the heist. Mm -hmm. It was the couple, it was the guy he was partnered with who needed the money because of the wife and the kid. Yeah, sometimes he was in the person who could help out, not the person directly affected other times. And again, how he lands into who is never clear in either the original show or here. It just seemed to be more organic and made more intuitive sense, even if we didn't understand the exact rules in the original show. When For me, it was less about rules and more about stakes. I mean, he, he didn't seem to have much in the way of stakes or investment, for that matter, in that first heist, where he's trying to figure out, what am I here to do? This guy doesn't need anything. Ben doesn't seem as invested in this as Sam was, and I think part of it is Sam, the character, was a more empathetic 
guy. This guy, Ben, is a scientist. He's got, what, multiple PhDs? Which, again, much like Sam. But he... Well, like when he was doing the we are permanently intertangled scientific explanation for why they're engaged. Yeah, the quantum entanglements. Yes, in the, the pilot and stuff. I mean, his mind works in a very different way than Sam's. Well, Sam is a perennial do-gooder. Yes. Much like a MacGyver or a few other characters. Ben's more of a problem solver, and there's some significant differences there. But the other difference is Sam, I think, had picked... Al to run the project. I don't remember how they met in their backstory, whatever, but they hit it off and Al didn't really have much of a career left, I think. Yeah. And I think Sam basically brought him on and, and saved his career or whatever. But the two, it was a bromance before there was a bromance, I think is how you phrased it to me the other week. Mm -hmm. And they were the best of friends, but also different enough that there'd be some, some serious butting of heads. But at the end of the day, they each had each other's back. The dynamic here is Addison was supposed to be the leaper, but wasn't. Ben was supposed to be the observer, and I don't know that he'd have made a good one. And they're engaged. Mm -hmm. That puts a very different spin on that relationship. Yeah. And then spin it even further initially when Ben doesn't remember any of that. Mm -hmm. Although he remembers within about five, six episodes. But that dynamic is so fundamentally different that I'm not saying it breaks the show, but so much of what made the original show work was not only was it fun episode to episode, but the relationship between Sam and Al, Sam being such a compulsive do-gooder, I gotta help out, gotta do the right thing, and Al being a bit of a scoundrel at times. Yes, definitely. How many ex-wives? Uh, four ex-wives at least, dating somebody else every other week, and, and a couple of times people on the project in the future. So there were some escapades to be hearing about. Yeah. And very much a, a lively, almost troublemaker type that seemed he would need somebody like Sam to keep cleaning up after him. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. But here, I still haven't really understood what exactly Ben and Addison see in the other. Because I don't know that we've really gotten to know them well enough. We've barely seen Addison out of the control room. I mean, we've seen her out of the, the imaging chamber. Mm -hmm. We've even seen her at her place, but never in a way that I feel gives us insight into her backstory, her personality, etc. It's always in service of how does she relate to these other extraneous characters in the future that we've got. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, as you say all that, I agree with all of it. And yet, while they're in the midst of the leap, the two of them work as a couple slash team they do and i think the chemistry's there and i think it works but you're right i can't understand the foundation or the backstory it it's an interesting situation well and it almost precludes some of the tension and conflict that sam and al had of one almost yelling at the other at times yeah all that tension has been moved to present day yeah to what's happening in the, the control room to, well, we haven't even mentioned uh, Janice Calavici trying yeah. to, I don't know, is she evil leaping? I don't know what she's doing. Okay, so in addition to Ben having this why is he leaping mystery thing going on, we've introduced one of the daughters of Al Calavici, who's in the future. She's got one of the old handheld devices of Al's. She's gotten her hooks into the... AI computer at the Quantum Leap 
project and such. She even managed to build her own imaging chamber and tap into that to get in, in contact with Ben for a brief moment or two. So there's what is her game plan and such. As if that's not enough, at one of the leaps in the Old West, which is well beyond Ben's lifetime, but apparently the can only leap within your own lifetime rule is out the window, and not the only one. We'll get to another one in a minute. Ben gets recognized by another leaper. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't know if he's an evil leaper or not. Now, there was an evil leaper in the original show, and an evil kind of hologram, evil being a harsh term, but people who are, are it felt like almost... Whereas Sam and Al were kind of on the side of the angels, if you will, these were almost explicitly on the side of the devils and stuff and seemed to have powers be above them that were, which felt almost demonic at times. Which has me, though, wondering how many lives have we saved over these eight episodes? I'm going to say somewhere in the span of at least a dozen. I'm trying to remember all the ins and outs. Three in this last episode. Mm hmm. At least one in the earthquake episode. I'd have to go mm -hmm. look through the episode descriptions, get a better sense. At least one in the Halloween episode. Yeah, but there are one or two others that went that could argue, did they just trade lives? I I'd have to go back and see mm -hmm. who was at stake, who, who was supposed to live and die, and who actually lived and died. I mean, for me, I guess I'm starting to wonder, is part of this tra trajectory to save lives, specific lives? Well, one specific life, certainly. Well, yes, but is there this belief that if you save this life, that life, the other life, like at one point we save a rocket scientist? We saved a few people that in the new show went on to go and have kind of an exponential effect on lives they impacted. Mm -hmm. So doing that kind of a calculus for either show, I think, is, is almost impossible. But the other thing that I think is a fundamental difference between the two shows is I think her name was Dr. Verbena Beeks, something like that. I, I, she was talked about a couple of times. She was the project doctor. Mm. And I don't remember if it was always medical or psychiatric or a little of both. She was the one who would go look in on the Leap E that had gotten bounced into Sam's body in the future. In the waiting room. In the waiting room when Sam was in the past. Yeah. And I there were one the or two times room. that person like escaped or gave them some good information or something. Mm -hmm. And here, that entire concept of the waiting room of the person's consciousness having essentially swapped places with, with in this case, Ben, whereas there it was Sam, gone. Yeah. There is no present day person for them to ask, who are you? When is it? What's going on? They just magically know these things. And to me, that's a very significant change in the way the quantum leap technology works, which bothers me in so much as not only is this a continuation of the original premise show continuity and project within the narrative timeline, but some of the exact technology that was used originally is in use mm -hmm. by Janice Calavici. Yeah. I Well, actually, it would amuse me if it turned out that Janice has the waiting room and we just don't know it. That would be interesting. And... I mean, I don't, ha I don't know, know if I'd be okay with that, though. I don't know how we would explain away magic not knowing, et cetera, et cetera, but because well, Janice seems to have been part of the original leap. I the, mean, we, the thing is, she would have had to have taken Ben's body. Yeah. Well, she was part of the original leap, though. We're still at that statement. So we don't know where Ben's body is, do we? He had to go to the Project Accelerator, which is at Project Quantum Leap. Okay. They were physically there, so they would have had to do that. And then before the people got from the party back there, 
get the the body who's now got who was the heist guy the heist guy out of there yeah it just seems impractical yeah it does but it would reestablish the rules of the technology of the original show and scott Bakula was i think invited to be part of the new show they used his image in the the pilot episode and such and much like i can understand why richard dean anderson opted not to be part of the new MacGyver show that was on, I can kind of understand why Scott Bakula may have chosen not to do this mm. based on the merits of the show. I, I'm disappointed in both cases. Yeah, yeah. I certainly support Richard Dean Anderson's rationale and stuff because he commented it was a more of a bang-bang than a, a problem-solving and just everything that made his MacGyver MacGyver, they didn't get, much like a lot of what made the original Quantum Leap what it was, they don't seem to get here. Yeah. That having been said, I would love to see an episode in which basically, and I don't know if they could do it now, but prior to this last episode we watched, it could have been that Sam had leaped forward into Ben to get Ben leaping so he would have either a backup or somebody else have them team up for a Mm -hmm. leap that needs two people in the know, you know, with multiple resources and such. Yeah. Of course... I can also understand if Scott Bakula simply didn't want to do it because it wouldn't be the same to do it without Dean Stockwell. Yes. And, you know, I would completely understand that. Again, that show, original show, was a two-man show, whereas this is so much of an ensemble thing, with some of the characters being either extraneous or, in a few cases, distracting. Mm-hmm. I-, I find the Ian character distracting. Mm-hmm. Mostly because he's rarely given a chance to contribute. The character doesn't get much of a chance to contribute other than to complain at times or to be the recipient of insightful advice or something crazy like that. Or to say how impossible something is going to be, how long it'll take for it to be literally done by the time he's done with his rant. I mean, everything he's doing, Al used to relay and be more entertaining in the relaying of. Well, and Ziggy is an artificial intelligence that in eight episodes has yet to speak. Hmm. Whereas in the original show, it felt like, granted, we couldn't hear Siggy directly, but Siggy was talking to Al, it seemed like nonstop. Mm-hmm. And I think he even commented at times if Ziggy won't shut up. Yeah. So there's that. But there's also some of the wardrobe choices for the character of Ian mm-hmm. that are just a little over the top and you know, what's going on there. I think splitting the time between the past and the present in this show is a stylistic choice that fundamentally makes it a different show. Mm-hmm. Adding in the overarching, what's the big picture thing? Now, granted, in the original show, that was a big thing. Who's in charge? Who's controlling the leaps? What's going on? But I think that was quickly set up to almost be an unknowable thing. Yes, yes. And we didn't really get an answer in the final episode, but we got a little more, I don't want to say insight even, but we got we got it directly addressed Yeah. with the Bruce McGill character there, which I thought was just brilliant and he was also in the original episode of the original show i'd kind of like to see him come back too Mm, mm -hmm. so having that that there's now a knowable answer to why is ben leaping around what's the big game plan is a dicey thing because so many shows these days get to a point where the rug gets pulled out and they're over well if we don't get a solid answer to this i'll be disappointed ben has a purpose similar to sam's purpose being to test the technology Ben seemed to know it would work and had a specific use for it. Sam was as much to salvage the project in years of his life and something he passionately believed in and, and took an 
unorthodox risk, Ben seemed to be a calculated plan. I don't, I don't get the feeling Ben saw it as a risk. Mm, interesting. He has a goal in mind. He's got Janice yeah. in the future, presumably to help him with it. Where this other leaper factors in, don't know. And then they've given lip service in the first episode to finding Sam and a few things like that. And we get a little... It took four or five episodes to even get the reveal of how magic was tied into the whole thing. Yeah. In terms of why he resurrected the project, that Sam had leapt into him. And that was something that they were saying so much about in the promo stuff for it. Yeah. That I felt it should have been in the first episode. And he's the one that really should be wondering what's going on with the whole waiting room thing. Yes. Even if he didn't remember being in it, which makes sense, Swiss cheese the memory both ways. He should wonder where he was, what happened to him while Sam was in him. Yes. Again, it was a swapping of, of places originally here. It's a possession. Yes. So I like the show, but it just seems like so many, what I consider fundamental aspects of the original show, either weren't understood or were discarded by this writing team. Yeah. I mean, they're getting better about investing me in the story of the leap, but they need, for me, they need to up their game on that part to to get me caring more about these characters. And I mean, I don't know if investing is the best phrasing, but... No, and part of it is we need to get more invested. And to get more invested, we need to be more immersed. Yeah. And I felt the original show did a better job of immersion, both of us, the audience, and as Sam, the character, whereas Ben isn't immersed. Yeah. He's, he sees himself as a, a passer through. Yeah. I'm just here for the moment and I'm going to be gone and shortly. Whereas Sam knew he was there, I don't want to say for the duration, but until he, he fixed what needed to be fixed. Yeah. And again, both characters know they got to fix something. Ben sees it as a puzzle to solve. Sam sees it as a, a more of a life to save, either figuratively or, or metaphorically or literally mm -hmm. and a lot of times it felt like sam was able to solve the problem because of either a future mindset uh, awareness of ptsd or, or mm -hmm. something like that or future technology or information that was available because of al or something like that something that the person in the that he was he had leapt into wouldn't have had the knowledge the means or or perspective to have navigated through that problem that way. Yeah. And there have been one or two times where, like in the, the space flight episode here, one of the people on that shuttle was the daughter of the person Sam had leapt into in the original pilot. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, if you catch that, you catch that. If you don't, you don't. Not a big deal either way. But I was starting to wonder if there were going to be those kinds of touch points between the two shows. And... Okay, he leapt into a boxer at one point. I can see where they did some parallels here and there, but not to the point where it's, oh, here's the nice cute Easter egg for the episode that if you get it, you get it, and oh, wow, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they're just beyond me because it's been long enough since I watched the original. It just, they're trying to do this as a continuation of the original, yet I think a lot of the heart and soul of the original didn't transfer into this show. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to the back half of the season and mm -hmm. to see what they do. Oh, same here. But I fear that the the plan Ben has has to either come to a conclusion at the end of the season and or they need to know are they getting another season to extend it on. I'm curious if they'll stay on network TV or if they'll get moved to Peacock. 
I half expect they'll get moved to Peacock, and I think that might be the better choice. Yeah. Well, for me, in part, that would be a better choice, because I think that would give them more flexibility in the length of the episode. Yes, I think doing this at the 42 minute on the dot or whatever it winds up being is a little limiting. And there are a few times where I think they either padded or had to cut things a little short to hit that time mark. Mm -hmm. But I also think the writing team needs to really binge the original show a little bit more and, and understand kind of what made it work for so many of us that were watching it at the time. Yeah. Because I mean, at one point, one of the episodes, Ben figured out because he had a hallucination. Yeah. The hallucination of the hologram is what led him to, to, you know, and it wasn't that it allowed him to work through the problem. It gave him the answer. Yeah. And there are just some things that are a little unsatisfying. Well, for me, what was particularly unsatisfying is you and I had kind of spitballed five or six theories in that episode mm -hmm. that were, you know, it could be this, it could be that. And they were all appropriate to the time period, things that future knowledge would have made him able to do. And then they went with something that I'm like, yeah, okay, that's more by the numbers, kind of makes sense. But that was an episode with the effectively the haunted house sort yes. of thing. Where the time frame it was set in felt irrelevant. Yes. Well, yes and no. In terms of exorcisms were kind of went out of vogue after a certain point. I think you still could have done it as late as the seventies, even the eighties. It would have been a little more unorthodox, but you could have addressed that with a line or two of dialogue. We spent the entire episode in the house, mm -hmm. the, changing the attire and the excuse for doing an exorcism. Nothing matters in yeah. terms of why was this in the 80s versus the 60s, the 30s, the 90s, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whereas there have been a few other episodes of the more of the original show where, yeah, you do this five, ten years earlier or later, it doesn't play. Yeah. You know, this story at this time, that makes sense. Now, there were aspects of the episode that was set in Salvation, the Old West episode, that I did really like. Because there were things where when it first started, I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. Why is this? Why is this person here? This isn't like... But then as they kind of unfolded what they were doing, I was like, oh, wow. I'm starting to really like this community. I get why this is a place to fight for. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because Sam had leapt into an aging gunfighter at one point, but not that far back. Granted, he went to the Civil War at one point. But not only did Ben get past his own lifetime in that one, this other leaper inexplicitly did. Yes. So there's a lot. We've got to go back to Salvation, at least as a story point, if not literally and physically at that point in time, to explain away some of what's going on. Yeah. Doing an Old West episode makes sense, is kind of cool. But at least when Sam leapt out of his own lifetime, it was to somebody else in his family, I think. The other time he leapt out of his own lifetime, he leapt into Al. Mm, mm -hmm. And part of why Al was able to use the imaging chamber and nobody else was, is they actually had a little bit of each other's brain implanted in the other one to establish a connection. Interesting. Whereas here, because they were able to take a screenshot of what the imaging chamber had of this guy, they could recognize him and go chase him down in the present day. If Addison can't be in the imaging chamber, there's no reason Magic or anybody else couldn't just walk in there. Yeah. Again, it doesn't seem like that big of a difference, but narratively, it, it shatters so many things. Well, they've established that they've got uh, cameras and mics in the imaging chamber, and anybody can watch and listen. Mm -hmm. Well, anyone could watch or listen to Al in the original show. That's right. But they could only watch or listen 
to Al. Yeah, that's right. And again, this goes back to the neural thing they did. Yeah. Al saw everything as if it were a hologram. Sam saw Al as if he were a hologram, and not literally that they were holograms. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, Whereas here, Addison, it's literally a hologram. Yeah, and the people watching catch both sides of the conversation. Yep. Yeah. So, again, subtle but very important differences. Yeah. And I think that's the sort of thing that is going to take people like myself that are big fans of the original show and make them a little disappointed in this. And I think the connection to a past show is going to take new people and make it feel a little off-putting to them. It does have me curious to rewatch the original because I loved it so much. Yes, I definitely think we should. We, we watched the pilot in one episode. We just need to keep going with that. Yeah. It's just a matter of finding the time. And it may be that depending how long, how many other shows take a good break for the holidays or whatever, we may at least finish the first season because it wasn't that long. And it may be that once the season ends, if there's not many uh, summer shows, maybe we'll do it then. We'll, we'll try to find some time and it may be that we space them out a little bit. Yeah. There are a few other shows, past shows that I do want to revisit and such. So, but Quantum Loop's definitely among them. Mm-hmm. Anything else? I think that does it. Cool. The show notes and forum for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.